This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. the shot here which is a good save by Adam Smith down to his left hand side that's the first real chance of the afternoon so far it came in the way of Killian Phillips the Wickham Wanderers midfielder in the sixth minute good drive that from 25 yards out and that's a smart stop by Adam Smith and that will give him a bit of confidence Pattenden right hand side diagonal into the feet of Dale Taylor Lyle Taylor on the edge of the box clear sides of goal and the shot came in from Kean Brecken from the edge of the area and he's going to be disappointed he didn't test Adam Smith a little bit more there the snapshot from 20 yards out is straight at the Morecambe goalkeeper it's going to be Adam there to take this so he's going to uh, try and get it right into the mix left footer to one towards the back post where it's headed into the back of the net for the opening goal and it's the first goal in the Morecambe shirt for Eli King great corner by Adam there and the Shrimps take the lead in the 38th minute Brilliant corner, Franco Ravazzoli all at sea and it was Eli King to open his account, nodding it in at the back post to make it Wickham Wanderers nil, Morecambe one. Great header, great corner and it seemed to catch the Wickham Wanderers keeper Franco Ravazzoli out when he tried to get a little flick on it inside the six yard area, just went over his outstretched hand and there was Eli King unmarked, nodded it in at the back post ball on the edge of the area Adam Mare is going to pick this up from a, a poor pass out from the goalkeeper McKeon has got a low drive away and that's a good save low down to his right hand side by Franco Ravazzoli needed to be as well because that was a fiercely struck effort from JJ McKeon and up and over by Eli King that's a beautiful not looking into the path of Michael Mellon crosses it Tom Bloxham get the volley away here Bloxham easy as you like beautiful ball from Eli King Mellon finds Bloxham and a lovely cushion volley into the back of the net to double the shrimp's advantage. It's Tom Bloxham's second goal of the season. And on 56 minutes, it's Wickham Wanderers nil, Morecambe 2. The shrimps can really now start to dream about the third round of the FA Cup. But that was a beautiful ball by initially Eli King out from the back found Michael Mellon down the left-hand side and his pass was absolute perfection straight into the path of the on-running Tom Bloxham and it was a beautiful cushioned right-footed in-step volley low through Franco Ravazzoli and into the back of the net and that sent the 200 Morecambe fans jubilant here at Adams Park as the fog continues to descend and a great position now for the Shrimps to be in at Wickham Wanderers nil, Morecambe 2 in the 57th minute Tom Bloxham but there were two absolutely um, brilliant passes you have to say brilliant brilliant ball initially from Eli King perfectly weighted out from the back to find Michael Mellon and he just chipped it from the left hand side perfectly and the runner at the back post was Blocko nobody picked him up and you have to say a very very accomplished finish to Joel Seeding I think gets it into the path of a rejuvenated Jan Songo cross comes in by Bloxham headed away from the edge of the six yard area TJ Debar 
does the defensive mopping up, but uh, just got to be careful. I don't have the pocket picked here, and it was oh, it was put wide. It was put wide by Michael Mellon. He's got his head in his hands. Probably should have put the game to bed there for Morecambe. Nick possession away on the edge of the Wickham Wanderers penalty area, and his low right-footed effort flashes wide of target. And Mickey Junior probably should have made that three 0 Just the wrong side of the post. Goodness me. As we tick into the fifth minute of the seven added on here at Adams Park, Morecambe can start to breathe a little easier. We've not been put under significant pressure though, really. That's the, that's the reality of the situation. Wickham have had lots of the ball, knocks it around nicely, but not really troubled us. And a shot finally comes in from all of 40 yards out and Adam Smith gets his body behind that. And that's the first shot on target, I reckon, that Wickham have had in this second half. And it's coming in the 96th, almost 97th minute. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. But we are in the eighth minute of the seven added on here at the end of the game here at Adams Park. And as Wickham take a corner in the gloom, we cannot see a thing as the ball is crossed in. Morecambe, as the referee Peter Wright puts the whistle to his lips, it is Morecambe who have made it into the third round of the FA Cup. A thoroughly, thoroughly professional performance from the Shrimps this gloomy, misty, foggy Saturday afternoon here at Adams Park. Goals on 38 minutes from Eli King, nodded in and Adam Mayer, excellent corner at the back post, set the tone and it was 2-0 on 57 minutes. A brilliant breakaway move, Eli King involved, he played it into the path of Michael Mellon on the left-hand side and his ball was absolutely delicious on a plate for Tom Bloxham, could have headed it, could have taken a touch, opted to go with a cushioned right-footed volley first time past the keeper and into the back of the net in front of a jubilant travelling shrimps contingent Wickham played it around really well at times knocked it about for fun didn't create very much though in the final third Adam Smith's only save of the second half of note came deep 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 in stoppage time from a 35 yarder uh, that was uh, pretty much straight at him but the damage had been done by that point a brilliant defensive display uh, from the shrimps Adam Smith really tidy in goal today the whole of the back four excellent as well Joel seeing here to Tondra at fullback uh, Jacob Bado didn't give Lyle Taylor anything whatsoever and Farron Rawson I don't think missed anything in the air for the whole game either Eli King's going to be delighted with his first goal in the Morecambe shirt as well he kept things ticking over uh, what I describe as the onion in the curry and by that I mean we really miss him when he's not there he's going to be delighted with his first goal JJ McKinnon does high five and a few Morecambe substitutes. He was excellent as well. Mellon put himself around all over the place and Tom Bloxham uh, was brilliant down the right half flank. I think my man of the match is Adam Mayer though actually. Could go to anybody in the Morecambe team this afternoon. Perhaps one of the defenders for keeping a clean sheet against League One uh, opposition as the uh, Morecambe travelling faithful are welcomed with a, a round of applause by the Shrimps players who go and thank them for their travelling efforts this afternoon Les Dewhurst kitman Les waving a scarf around his head or it might be one of the players shirts actually in front of the uh, away contingent as well overall a thoroughly professional performance from Morecambe and the Shrimps absolutely deserve to be in the third round of the FA Cup it's Jed Brannan fist bumps the travelling contingent 
that's going to make nice social media content. It's Jed's first win in permanent charge of the shrimps, and you can see exactly what it means to him. And hopefully now we can get a good Premier League away draw in the third round. Wouldn't that be absolutely fantastic? He is going to be over the moon. And do you know what? I am absolutely delighted for Jed. And you could just see what it means to him as well to get his first win in charge of the shrimps. Morecambe fans, stay warm, stay well, stay safe. We'll catch you next time back at the Mazuma Mobile Stadium next Saturday afternoon for the visit of Stockport County in League Two. Full match commentary, of course, here on Shrimps Live uh, from just before 2.55. But the great news is Morecambe into the third round of the FA Cup here at Adams Park. It's finished. Wickham Wanderers nil. Morecambe two. Well, Jed, a 2-0 win away today. Wickham Wanderers in the FA Cup. You're into the third round. Fantastic for your first win as well. It is. I'm absolutely delighted. I thought the lads were outstanding today. I thought the discipline that they showed crossed all over the pitch, especially the three midfield players holding the position, breaking them down. I thought they'd run out of ideas in the end because we, we were so well organised today. And I'd just like to give the lads a special mention on the set pieces. Obviously, we've conceded a few goals from the crossing, uh, from corners and crosses. I thought today we changed a little bit, we tweaked it a little bit. I had a chat with all the boys uh, during the week, worked on it, and it worked perfect today. Great time to score, 38 minutes to go in the break, 1-0, and then Tom Bloxham, he's only scored twice this year, both in the FA Cup. Let's hope he can do the same in the third round. Let's hope he can when we get Everton away. No, when he's over. <laughs> uh, no, it was two great goals, uh, set piece we worked on, uh, everyone in the box. Backstick, great header by Eli, great ball in by Adam, and a great great move to uh, get Tom in for the, the second goal. Great ball by Michael Mellon, and they were a great volley for some. You could have had more, couldn't you, as well? Yeah, we, I thought we played counter-attacked really well today. Uh, we, when we got the ball, we, we kept possession really well. I thought it was just an all-round top performance. We looked, we looked a proper solid unit, and that's that's the way we're going to go from now on. On a personal level, how how how, how are you feeling at the minute? We talked a couple of times last week, you know, tough start for you, but you must be feeling delighted now. You wouldn't believe it, honestly. Uh, at the minute, just light-headed. Just so happy to get that win under my belt. Uh, my family back home, they'll be absolutely delighted. Running up and down the, uh, the living room. So, uh, but no, no, it was great. I feel great, but I made up for the lads as well and the, the fans that travel down. And it's, it's great for the club as well. It's a, it's a big big game today, the finance in today's game to get to the next round. £600,000 today, a third round tight. Hopefully, one of the big boys... Maybe at home or away. It doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't matter. People going out. So yeah, I was only joking about Everton. All, the, all my friends are all Everton fans. So I've been getting them stick. No, I don't care who we get. Uh, if it's one of the big boys, obviously as long as it's good for the club and the fans. Away from the cup and the glory of that as well. I mean, it, it's it's the first win in five, and a performance like so, that. The <laughs> <laughs> first a win like that, a performance like that, must give you hope into the game next week against Stockport. Definitely, we'll go in next week. We'll, we'll prepare right for the game and. Uh, Prepare right for Stockport, who are going to be come at us like a, obviously a top team. But we'll prepare, I think. Hopefully, that takes us forward, gives us confidence that we need. See what happens. Looking at the individuals, Tom Bloxham scored a second today, second goal, as I said, in the FA Cup this year. He can do that, can't he? If he brings more goals to his game, he's got everything, hasn't he? If he plays like that, he's unplayable. If he's running at defenders, he's, he's massive and he's really quick and he's got a great delivery. So if he plays like that, the world's his oyster, he can go, he can go right up the top. Hopefully, hopefully you can keep him in January if if the loan goes continued. Well, fingers crossed. We'll we'll deal with that in the next couple of weeks and speak to the, the parent clubs and see what happens. But uh, yeah, I'd like to keep all the loan lads and see. Obviously, we'll have to have a chat and see what's what. 
You mentioned the three midfield, McKinnon and King. They're such a good little partnership, aren't they? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant today. Um, not just that, Jan, Jan was great in front of the back four. The, the, the back four were outstanding, tucked in. The two full backs were tucked in really well. And I've got to give the keeper a mention. He was brilliant today. Everything, he organised it well, played the game. Obviously, he got booked for time wasting. But with 2 0 up, you're going you're gonna to play a few games, aren't you? Um, but the all round performance, Adam, Adam on the wide, Michael up front. They went about playing on the pitch today, everyone was superb. How important was the clean sheet for you as well? Really important. Um, to, to not concede from across today and, and a set piece off corner or free kick. Brilliant because the work we've done it this week, you see the benefits of it. Third round, it's it's four or five weeks away. There's a lot of league games in between. It's got to be important that you stay focused on them. Listen, the cup's great. I love the cup, the FA Cup, but that's not the most important thing for me. For me and for the players, we want to do well in the league, obviously for the fans and, and the club financially. It's the FA Cup's great for them, but I want to do really well in the league. That's 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 more important to me. And a massive thank you to the fans who were brilliant today. Oh, he was. Seeing at the end, they were all cheering at the end. They were brilliant. Had a little laugh at them. Yeah, outstanding. They sang the whole time. Even though I couldn't see them in the fog. <laughs> Found a few. Your phone's pinging away. You must have some loads of messages. Well, I've just looked at my phone. I had 112. So <laughs> I don't know how many he's got. I've got now. So we'll see. Well, Ely, a fantastic. FA Cup win today and you got on the score sheet for the first time for the club as well perfect day for you yeah perfect day um, I think it was just everything we've been looking for everything we've been speaking about as a group for the last few weeks um, it all you know came into effect today and I think coming back in the change rooms we're just really really pleased that we put everything you know into effect today that was, that was really good your last win was in the FA Cup first round against the League One club just shows what this side's capable of yeah I think we, we know we can beat anyone and I don't think there's one person in the squad today that thought we, was, we were coming here to you know just take part or, or we were coming here to win today and um, you know I think today shows us that we're capable of, of beating anyone especially teams in League 2 so yeah it's about taking confidence from this now and taking it into league form especially Talk us through the goal then Yeah I mean I'm usually on the edge of the box for corners um, but it's my job to, to be in the box block players today um, and try and get on the end of something so yeah saw the ball coming back post and it was just a matter of climbing over my man and get get my uh, forward on it so yeah buzzing a great time to score as well just before the break yeah um, it was the t- toughest half they, they, they pressed us well didn't really allow us to play too much but we kept good shape and I think it's probably what we deserved we, we fought hard we were disciplined and um, to, to go in at the break with a goal was really helped us out second half give us something to hold on to definitely Second goal of the game was always going to be vital. Tom Bloxham got it. Another FA Cup goal for him and a fantastic ball for Michael Mellon to get there and a good finish. Yeah, thought it was a great goal. Um, I had no doubt Block would finish that. He had a similar chance at Lincoln and, and uh, struck it well. It was unfortunate, but um, yeah, great ball from from Mellon to spot him and yeah, top finish from Blocker. Couple of chances as well to maybe get three or four. Yeah, we could have gone on and got multiple goals. I don't didn't feel like we were ever going to concede. Um, I thought we were really, really disciplined, and like you said, we could have scored, could have scored a lot more. But I'll take the, take the two. Into the third round of the FA Cup, you must be so, so happy. Yeah, really looking forward to whoever we get. I mean, it'd be nice to get obviously a big team, a big occasion. That's kind of where everyone wants. But whoever we get, we'll take and try and win, try and get through again. The dressing room itself must have been really buoyant. It's, it's been a, it's been a busy seven days for you, hasn't it? And Jed, Jed coming in. You know, the two games, the two defeats, and today, so, so different. It must be really, really flying that dressing room today. 
Yeah, it has been a bit of a whirlwind. Uh, a lot of things happening at once. Things not maybe going to plan, but I don't think for a second anyone's really dropped their heads. We've really stuck together, and I think that shows today. We come out and put a really good performance in, and that's that's really good for us. And a clean sheet as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think again, it comes down to what we've been speaking about: being more disciplined, being more hard to beat in structure. And I didn't feel like we were going to concede today against a, a good League One team. So that's a really real positive to take. Back in the league next Saturday, there's a big gap now between the third round and some big, big league games coming up. Stockport on Saturday, tough, tough game for you. Same again, please? Exactly, same again. Um, but home, no reason why we can't go and, go and beat Stockport. Well, if we show the same intensity, discipline, organisation and um, effort that we, that we have today, I'm get three points, definitely. Hello, good afternoon and welcome along to the Emirates FA Cup third round draw. Now this is the part where it gets rather exciting because the Premier League sides and the Championship sides will join the mix. Number 39. Number 39 is Swansea City. Currently 18th in the Championship. 46. Travelling to Wales is number 46. Morecambe, 12th in League 2. That completes the Emirates FA Cup third round draw. And don't forget, those ties will be played across the weekend of the 6th and the 7th of January. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Thanks so much for downloading this episode. Really appreciate it as ever. And thanks so much for your ears yesterday. Bitterly, bitterly cold Adams Park. Uh, not been that cold at a football game, I don't think, since uh, another FA Cup tie a couple of years ago when we went away to Buxton United in very similar freezing conditions. But uh, what a performance by Morecambe. Uh, in fairness, Wickham didn't really have uh, many clear-cut opportunities. And in, in the second half, it was a thoroughly professional performance. Absolutely deserved to get through to the third round. Wickham, even at 2-0 down, didn't really try and throw the kitchen sink at us. I think that was partly because we were defending so well, but they stuck to their plan of trying to pick that perfect pass and create the perfect opportunity, and it never quite happened. So it turned into quite a comfortable victory in the end against Matt Bloomfield's men. Our reward then, a trip to Swansea City, former Premier League side, of course, so it's going to be a very, very nice stadium. One of the more modern stadiums as well, the the Liberty. Uh, Not been there for a while so if you are thinking about going to uh, the third round FA Cup tie at Swansea I know it's quite a distance quite a drive down to South Wales but it is a great stadium when you get there and uh, we're going to have a brilliant occasion and you know what if we play anywhere near like we did yesterday we will give Swansea a very very good game indeed and you know what Anything can happen. It's the third round of the FA Cup. I know it's not the dream tie against the top Premier League club, uh, but it will certainly get a few more quid into the coffers, that's for sure. And uh, it's winnable. It really is winnable. Looking forward to that in a few weeks' time. Onwards then to matters back in League 2 on Saturday, and it's Stockport County, the visitors to the Mazuma Mobile Stadium. Going to be a very tough game indeed. Full match commentary if you're not heading down to the game on Beyond Radio, on FM and DAB Plus from just before 2.55, and of course via iFollow Shrimps as well. And ahead of the game, I've been talking to Russ, who's one of the presenters from the brilliant Stockport County fans podcast called the Scarf Bagara War. Uh, find out exactly why it's called that in just a couple of moments time but Russ uh, very knowledgeable about Stockport County of course and the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Dave Challoner's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma on Saturday. So Russ thanks for jumping on our pod really appreciate your time mate. Before we get going um, lots of people listening to this will be familiar with the reference to what your podcast is called and why it's called what it's called but for the few people that perhaps don't uh, explain all. 
Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Cheers, Dave. Uh, so, yeah, called The Scarf, Bagara War. Uh, it's a mixture of two things. We have a song on the terraces called The Scarf, My Father War. You'll hear that at some point during the match. And also we had a, uh, a very legendary in our eyes manager called Danny Bagara in the late 80s, early 90s. So it's uh, paying homage to him. And we have a statue of him at the back of our Cheadland. So it's a mixture of those two. And why start a podcast in the first place? That's a very good question. We started a podcast. We started the podcast in January 2015, the day after we'd just been beaten 6-1 away at Wrexham in the FA Trophy. And we were in National League North. So things weren't going very well. So I don't know why we started one, to be honest. It just seemed like a good idea. There was nobody doing one at the time. So we uh, we thought, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do that. And uh, we've been going ever since. And it's grown and grown. It's a proper fans pod, isn't it, Russ? You, you tell it like it is. I mean, obviously, let the good times roll at the moment. But the, the good thing about fans-led content is you can be open and honest and, and really explain like, like it really is. Yeah, we, we, we do have that. That, that gift if you like uh we try not to sort of step on the toes of the club and not not to be i want to say try not to be too critical but we, you know we are constructive when we when we are critical um and we've been we you know we've been nominated for uh awards in the northwest football awards two years running now never won yet but hopefully third third time looking next year so we are being recognized recognized by the club so yeah the fan content gives us a lot of license a lot of creative license that maybe if we were associated with the club wouldn't give us so we do uh, we do enjoy that and there's been an explosion, Russ, hasn't there, of fans-driven online content, certainly over the last few years. I think COVID and lockdown played a big part in that because people were just bored and started stuff, and now they're carrying it on three years later. But that's for the benefit of everybody, isn't it? The more content that's generated to do with your club, the better. Yeah, I think it is, and I think... It's a bit like any industry, really, and maybe, you know, if we cross-reference to football, the more there is out there, the more quality and everybody pushes each other up in, in terms of the quality. I think we're we're the only podcast, the only fan-created podcast or even podcast for Stockport County at the moment. So it's yet to hit with, with County, but for other clubs, there's lots and lots, especially the further up the pyramid you go, and it just increases the quality and pushes everybody in, in, in a better direction. So more the merrier. Some are flashing the pan. You do get that. Some will come and you think it's easy it's not you've got to keep on going there's a lot of work to it and they they end up um falling away but yeah overall i think it's got to, the more opinion you can get and we we have we have fans on we have former players staff members we have journalists on we have everybody from all walks of life a county you just get that rounded view don't you rather than it coming from the club where it's towing a certain line Let's talk about stuff on the pitch then, Russ, which is uh, the main reason that we're here. And, of course, County back in the Football League and, uh, well, couldn't really be going much better at the moment. No, it's going kind of to plan. Uh, I don't know if any of your listeners are aware, we have been taken over by a local businessman in 2020 called Mark Stock. Uh, he's very... You've got very deep pockets, shall we say, and his his objective is to get us to the championship uh, within the next four years. So it was a seven year plan to start with. Mm -hmm. So he's investing a lot both on and off the pitch. And the, the objective is to be sustainable in the championship within the next four years. I think, well, I think reached championship in the next four years, but be sustainable longer term. Um, so it's going to plan. We are, I mean, we've never seen this before at County. So we're just loving life, um, investing in the club, as I say, more critically off the pitch, and I can go into a lot of detail on that if if you want me to. But I mean, moreover on the pitch as well, and you'll you know you'll see that from some of the players that we've got. 
Absolutely. We'll talk about more about that in a second. But fair to say, Russ, that um, we'll let the good times roll now, of course. But financially, not in the not too distant past, it wasn't. It was completely the opposite and uh, very dark times indeed. So to come out of that the other side, you must be very grateful for that. Absolutely, yeah. We've got um, our own podcast series, 13 hours of Call the Dark Days series, charting 2015 to 2015, which is where we what was what we call the Dark Days. Yeah, down at National League North, playing semi-professional uh, regional football, almost didn't have a club. I think what we what we decided as a fan base very early on, and I was part of the movement, uh, was um, that we would want to try and keep the club from going out of existence and not do a Berry or a Macclesfield. As, as, as some of the local teams have done, but keep it. And that just meant that we had to go down to National League North um, just just through the way the club was being run um, and the people that were in charge at the time. The whole fan-owned uh, period of the club didn't go to plan, didn't go as well as it, it could have done. So we, we suffered from that as well. So um, we rallied round. We got the club into a, a good state, got, got as many of the uh, dormant shareholders as we could away from the club. And that meant that Mark stopped had something to invest in. We had a lot of interest from a lot of investors, actually. Uh, but the um, the current owner, Richard Park, who was is a great man, still at the club now. He said, "Well, you know, we're like a you know a, a, a tormented dog in the corner. We don't trust anybody." And then Mark Stock came along, and he was the only one that really proved that he had the the funds and and proved that he wanted to do something good with the club. So we're quite proud of the fact that we've been down to National League North. I guess not proud in terms of having let it slip. But now we're on our way back up. We've got some pedigree and we've got some integrity. That, you know, we've been down there. We know what that's like. We've worked hard and now we're reaping the rewards with somebody who really does want to take care of the club. Now, Morecambe and their ownership issues have been long uh, overdue to, to, to be resolved and, and by all accounts quite a bit away from being resolved. What kind of things have happened in the last year or two since you had that new investment? Lots of things have happened. I mean, we've we've got a training ground now that's championship uh, quality, although that's not our final training ground. Mark Stott wants to have one in the borough. We took over Man City's old training ground at Carrington because they moved to the uh, the city campus. Yeah. Uh, we've invested in a full academy setup, including player education pathways for women and for men, so for the boys and for the girls. He's invested heavily into the into Edgeley Park. Uh, there's an overhaul of the, of the Cheadle End. We've got a fan park outside the back now called the Courtyard, uh, and he's 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 decorated it throughout, and it just looks really, really. It looks like a different place. And we've also got plans that have been released, um, sort of top level plans, and we're waiting for more detail. But in terms of plans for improving the railway end and the pop side and the stands and. And and making it, I think I think the I think the objective is to get it to a twenty two thousand seater all seater stadium. Wow, wow uh, that the, would the be, that would be quite something. That would be yeah yeah we're we're really excited because as I say like because we've been in the National League North at those levels we you know it's it's like Christmas for us every single day it's brilliant. So when you get that level of investment, then Mark, it obviously trickles. Uh, Russet then trick from Mark, it trickles down into the um, into the playing side of it, and uh, you are reaping the benefits of that. I mean, let's make no bones about it. You've got quite a, a first team squad this season. Yeah, yeah, we have. We're really pleased with it. Um, it's kind of a continuation from our national league days when we we started to invest heavily in in, in the squad. Then 
Yeah, we've just got embarrassment of riches. We, you know, we when everybody's fit and and firing, uh, or let's just say fit, our, our bench is something that is to behold. Really, our yeah. bench probably gets in mostly two teams um, at this stage. You know, you, you uh, Swindon away a couple of weeks ago, we brought Nick Powell, Paddy Madden, and Kyle Noel off the bench in a triple substitution, and it's just like that's amazing for us. <laughs> um, Swindon fans were going, "Bloody hell!" You know, how can they do that? But. <laughs> That's where we're at, and we've yeah we have got we have got we've got our injury concerns at the moment. But in terms of the squad, we often say as a fan base, this is the best squad we've ever had, and that includes the squad that got into the uh, League Cup semi final in ninety six ninety seven. And all of that led to twelve straight league wins. I don't think I've ever known a, a team with twelve not not unbeaten wins. That was quite, I know you've had a small bump in the road this last week or so, but that was one heck of an achievement. Yeah, um, it equaled Luton's from 2002-2003, actually. So it's a League Two record, so we've equaled that. Yeah, we just um, we just didn't seem to be in danger for a lot of those. Probably for, the, for nine of those, the first nine. The final three, we kind of rode our luck a, a lot. Um, and then we started to pick up injuries as well. So it was... I wouldn't say no surprise we got beat by Newport, but it was coming. You know, somebody was going to turn us over at some point. Um, I guess bad luck for not bad luck for Morecambe that we've already been turned over because it won't be long before we we click back into gear again. I'm pretty sure of that as as we get players back as well. Um, but yeah, really proud of the lads and and you know oh, you know okay we got beat by Newport away, but can't fault them. You know, all the stats were in our favour. It didn't look aesthetically pleasing on the eye, but. All the stats were in our favour. It was just a, you know, just a bad day at the office. So tell us what we need to know then, Russ, about Dave Challenger, championship challenging Stockport County team players formations. What do we need to know? Yeah, so we when it's it's, it's a strange one when when all the players are fit and we do have injuries out at the moment. So. Uh, we can switch between five at the back and four at the back. We've had more success with four at the back. Um, so that's probably what he's going to go with against Morecambe. Again, personnel de- depending. We've got the FA Cup um, tomorrow, Saturday, to deal with. And then we've got um, Wigan away in the uh, EFL Trophy in the week. So it depends how those two stack up. But it's probably going to be, I would say, a 4-4-2. Four, four, but the four in the middle of the midfield will be a diamond. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, so the players to look out for, you, I mean, you've got Macaulay Southam Hales, who's our roaring right back. Um, he's one to look out for. He's had man of the match for the past two or three games. Um, Sarsavik is likely to be back, we think, for the game against Morecambe, depending on, on what happens between now and then. Uh, and then Nick Powell is an, another one to look out for. Again, I think you, you, your listeners will know, signed for Man United from Crew for six million. Yeah. Found his way dropping back down. But he played against Salford on uh Tuesday night and he's just he's just ahead of everybody else. He's playing balls and other players are not seeing it. And it's like, wow, this is he's got something. He only lasted seven sixty, seventy minutes because he was he needs that match practice. Um so he's probably gonna feature in one of the two games that we've got before we, we play Morecambe, but um, yeah, he's definitely one to look out for. So five points clear at the top of the, the League Two table, Russ. That, is that beyond your expectation at almost a halfway point or is this all part of the big master plan? It's all part of the big master plan, I guess. Um, 
Beyond expectation, a bit, yeah. Uh, didn't expect us to be clear at the top, especially with the start we had. Yeah. Uh, we thought, oh, bloody hell, here we go. Writing's on the wall, you know, bad start. But managed to uh, managed to pick up pretty early on compared to last season anyway. Um, look, all we're looking for is that fourth spot. If we can finish above that fourth spot, yeah, that's that's what we're looking at. We're not looking at how many points we're, we're in front of second place. Um, we're just looking at how many points we're in front of that automatic promotion because that's the plan. That's what we want to get up. And anything below that will be seen as a failure. Yeah, titles are great, aren't they? But if the plan is to get into the championship as quickly as possible, third will do. So it's maintaining that gap, I guess, between the promotion spots and that fourth place. And, and from what you've said there, Rush, you've got plenty in the squad to, to do that. Not easily, obviously, because you never know what's going to happen in the next few months. But uh, you've certainly got enough to, to suggest that you're going to maintain this. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that's the plan. And, and what I fully expect as well is if, if things aren't looking too good in January or we need to bolster in a certain area. I know we're, I know Charlie's said, sorry, Dave Challoner said in, in interviews that they're always looking and, and, and they are. Mm. I fully expect players to come in and players to move on in January. We've got a couple that are out on loan at AFC Wimbledon, for example. So it's likely that Either they move on permanently and we get somebody else in that can bolster the squad or we bring them back and they add to the squad that we've already got. Uh, so, yeah, fully expect some sort of movement in January just to sort of hopefully make sure that we do con- continue this run. And what about Dave Challoner, Russ? What effect has he had? Is it down to Challey entirely or is it down to the extra investment or, or, or is it, I suppose, a combination? It's a combination. I think Charlie's Charlie's uh, got the highest win percentage of any Stockport County manager now um, in in our history. But you've got to put an asterisk against that and caveat it with well, he's had the most investment, so he's he's had he's had the the backing and the tools in the box. But a lot of credit has to go to Charlie. Absolutely does. I remember when um, the game before he came in. And the game of when he when he just come in was just like chalk and cheese. So his first game was Bolton away in the FA Cup last a uh, few seasons ago, and we drew two two, which was a, a you know marked improvement on what we'd been doing prior to that. And he'd only had, I think he'd only had four or five days to train with the team, and it was just like a completely different team. Same players, but the way that they played was completely different. And what he does, Challoner, uh, is he he likes to be on the front foot, do the do the um, pressing high up the pitch and give the other team the problem after 60, 70 minutes of catching us. So he likes to really go for it and say, right, well, we're going to get one and two if we can and be ahead. Then it's up to you now to deal with us because we're we're just going to, that's the way we play. Um, again, we've not seen that probably since the 90s at County. Um, so we're really enjoying the way that we're playing um, and the creativity that we're, that we're, that we're, that we're producing. So it's still early days for us with our new manager, of course, but uh, traditionally for most of the season, we have been uh, keep our shape, let the opposition have the ball and hit with pace on the on the counter-attack. Is that a tactic that's likely to get any success? Um, yeah, you probably will get success. That's what Newport did to us. Um, so, we, you know, we're not we're not infallible. We we do concede goals, although albeit not many. Um we, we like we do like to balance it so that it's not like the defense are a part of this attack in terms of everybody so we don't we, we don't play a high line um i mean we played swindon away a few weeks ago they played a dangerously high line and we're thinking jesus there's no wonder they're as well yeah 
yeah weird and but we don't it's we, we it's definitely a balancing act we hunt in packs in the in the middle and final thirds but in that defensive third very very stable we've got fraser horsefall there and um, we've got a young lad called ethan pie who's come on the scene took his chance and he's really playing really really well um and we've got ibu Torre at left back who was in the team league two team of the year last season and then macaulay southam hales right back who he'll get up and he'll get back and he'll do that all day long um so yeah it's counter-attack yeah you'll probably have some success um but like i say we're kind of i wouldn't say we'll score more one more than you it's a bit it's a bit more considered and controlled than that but it'll definitely be uh there's, there's definitely opportunities for teams to score past us let's say that Interesting, interesting. It's going to be a good occasion at the Mazuma as well. You're going to be bringing a, a a good number of away fans. I mean, so you should really, uh, geographically and where you are in the league. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a nice atmosphere and, and plenty in the away end. Yeah, absolutely. We, we travel in numbers, we always do, and we're, we're quite noisy as well. Um, so we've been travelling in numbers, you know, since Colwyn Bay away. So Morecambe's, not, Morecambe's a, a nice trip for us, nice ground, uh, probably a new one for lots of people to tick off. I think I've been once before in a friendly years and years ago. Um, so yeah, be a nice one for us to tick off. Russ, really appreciate your time and, and, and cutting into your, to your dinner hour to uh, to speak to us. So thank <laughs> no you problem. so much indeed. Last question just before we go. Are you going to get promotion this season? Is it already a done deal or, or how's it going to pan out in the next six months? Uh, I don't think it's a done deal, but I think we're, we're probably odds on favourites. I want to say yes. I, want, I like to be confident, but I'm not fussed if it's first, second or third as long as we go up uh, because that is part of the plan. So... Final answer, yes, we will go <laughs> As I, I wouldn't expect you to say anything different, I don't think. Uh, one last question then, let's give it, well, it's not a question, it's a statement really. Uh, give us a sales pitch uh, for the Scarf Vergara War. Where can we find the content? Uh, you can find our content on Spotify, iTunes, Apple iTunes, podcasts. Uh, we're, we're live on a Wednesday um, on YouTube uh, every, every Wednesday at eight o'clock. And we're on Twitter and we're on Facebook. Uh, you can get us pretty much anywhere. And wherever you get your podcasts, we are, we are available. Russ, good luck for the season. I don't think you're going to need it, to be perfectly honest with you. But uh, looking forward to the game at the Mazuma on Saturday. That's uh, all the best. And uh, we'll speak to you next time, mate. Cheers, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.